Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though. And links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we're talking about the follicular phase of the menstrual cycle, that window of time between your period and ovulation, and why, for some women, it can be so damn tricky. I'm Rachel, and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator, and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition, and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want a sneak peek into the ultimate guide to your menstrual cycle? Let me walk you through everything you need to know about your period, what happens for the rest of the month, and why your fertility matters no matter what season of life you're in right now. To download your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, head to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and I can't quite believe we're already at episode number 13. That's crazy. And this is part two of the Menstrual Cycle Masterclass series. Now, last week we kicked off the Menstrual Cycle Masterclass with the first phase of our menstrual cycle, the menstrual phase. This week we are moving on to the next phase in the cycle, the follicular phase, that window of time between your period and ovulation. Now, if you want a little bit of a cheat sheet for all of the information that I'll be talking about in our Menstrual Cycle Masterclass, series, you can head over to minorwomenswellness.com forward slash podcast and grab the show notes for the most recent couple of episodes. If you really want to dive deeper into how to support your body during each phase of the menstrual cycle and get to know how it all ties together and how all the hormones play a role, plus so much more, then you can grab the Manner Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle at my digital shop over on the website too. If you head on over to today's show notes or head straight over to manorwomenswellness.com forward slash free book, you can grab yourself a free chapter of this guide, which will give you a really good and clear introduction to the menstrual cycle as a whole, as well as outlining how all the different hormones get involved and getting to know what goes on there too. 
Now, when we dive into each of the four phases of the menstrual cycle, I'm going to be focusing on what actually goes on inside our body during each phase, how this all ties into our ultimate reproductive goal of ovulation and achieving pregnancy. And I'm also going to talk about how you can support your body during each phase, how to regulate your hormones, how to support what your reproductive system is actually doing through the new, you know, due to the food that you eat, the self-care that we give ourselves and the way that we actually look after our bodies. We'll also talk about how each phase affects your sleeping patterns, your mood, and I'll show you how you can change up your workouts to support all of this too. Now, let's get started with the phase that follows menstruation, the follicular phase. This is certainly the trickiest of all of the phases, and that's because the length of this phase can be quite variable. All of the other phases are pretty consistent, and once your menstrual cycle has established itself, and as long as there isn't much else too dramatic going on, such as polycystic ovaries, illness, stress, and so on, your period pretty much looks the same month after month, right? But the follicular phase can change. Again, those factors like stress and illness that I just talked about, they're going to be the triggers for change, but that two to three variation or more that you might see with every cycle is due to the change in the length of the follicular phase. This phase starts immediately from the end of your period until ovulation. As I said, the length of this phase can vary between cycles, and this is the reason why your cycle may not be the same duration every month. And when you think about it, it does make sense why there's so much variation variability in this phase because it begins with the end of your period and it ends just as ovulation occurs. So it sits between the two opposite extremes of the menstrual cycle, menstruation and ovulation. And so the changes that occur in this window of time takes us from one end to the other, which kind of explains all of the changes that occur. If you have a short menstrual cycle, less than 26 days, you may actually skip this phase completely and move straight from the menstrual phase to the ovulatory phase and your fertile window. This is because this phase is all about preparing the body for ovulation. The follicular phase is a non-fertile phase. So like I talked about in the last episode, we need to consider ourselves potentially fertile during our menstrual phase purely because there is really no way of knowing whether we have cervical mucus or not. If you want to learn a little more about this, then you can check out episode nine, where I talked about how it is actually possible to get pregnant during this, during your period. And it's all due to the variability. And in some cases, the non-existence of the follicular phase. It's a very interesting subject. So go on and have a listen if you're curious about that one. So I'll make sure I include a link to episode nine in the show notes too. So like I said, the follicular phase is that non-fertile phase between your period and ovulation. It's a non-fertile phase because that mucus plug that broke down just before your period, the one that allowed menstruation to occur, well, that plug reforms at the end of your period. And so it's sitting at the cervix when the follicular phase rolls around and it forms that physical barrier to block sperm from entering the uterus through the cervix. Because this plug is in place, you'll have either a feeling of dryness with no mucus present, or you'll feel some degree of moistness, but with an unchanging type of mucus day after day. Again, this is something I talked about in episode nine, when I talked about potential for pregnancy during your period, but this is really the key to the follicular phase. It's these two sensations during your follicular phase that are known as your basic infertile pattern. It's an infertile pattern because it's occurring in that non-fertile window between menstrual 
menstruation, where you're potentially fertile, and ovulation, where you're definitely fertile. So your basic infertile pattern type one is basically feeling pretty dry down below. And a basic infertile pattern type two is having some mucus present, but it's likely a little bit drier and stickier than what you're seeing in your fertile window. It's not like that thin, slippery, lubricative mucus as you approach ovulation. The key here is that this mucus does not change from day to day. Are you still with me? The follicular phase is non-fertile because of the mucus plug at the cervix. This plug means that sperm can't get through and you'll either have feelings of dryness, basic infertile pattern type one, or some mucus present, but it's unchanging from one day to the next. This is your basic infertile pattern type two. Okay, so just to make things more confusing, remember when I said that women with shorter cycles tend to skip their follicular phase? Well, for those women, this mucus plug will not reform at the cervix after menstruation, and they won't actually have a basic infertile pattern because they don't have a non-fertile phase. As their period comes to an end, their cervix has already begun to produce that fertile mucus, so that thin, slippery mucus that can resemble egg white. These are the women who are at risk of getting pregnant if they have sex during their period because their mucus plug doesn't reform. And remember, sperm can live for up to five days inside the female reproductive system. The sperm is kept alive by fertile mucus, and this type of mucus feeds sperm, keeps it alive, and actually makes it easier for them to swim through to get to the egg released at ovulation. So if you have sex at the end of your period and your fertile window overlaps with this, then you can get pregnant from the sex that you had during your period. Think of your fertile mucus like sperm swimming along a beautiful stream with the current, and the current is happily helping the sperm to get to the egg waiting for it in the fallopian tube. Now think of your non-fertile phase or your dry, tacky mucus as sperm trying to swim through mud. It's not going to get very far, and the acidic environment of the vagina is going to kill sperm in just a matter of hours. And so for these women who kind of just skip the follicular phase, they're not actually missing out on any key processes. They all still happen. They just happen faster. And when they happen tends to blur in with the tail end of menstruation while they're still bleeding. I really, really hope this all makes sense so far. And I promise that if you start to track your cycles each month, or even just start paying attention to the way your cervical mucus changes every day, you'll certainly start to understand the wet and dry sensations, as well as the changes in mucus throughout your cycle. As I've said, the follicular phase is tricky as it changes with every cycle, but you personally will only ever have a basic infertile pattern type one or type two. You're not going to be a type one one month and a type two the next. So it's a matter of finding whatever one it is for you. That's your basic infertile pattern. So even though there is a little bit of inconsistency with the follicular phase every month, your infertile pattern often doesn't change. So charting and tracking the changes in the mucus will get easier with time and with experience. Okay, now let's actually talk about how the female sex hormones change from the menstrual phase and throughout the follicular phase. Estrogen levels will peak during the follicular phase, as this is the phase that ends just before ovulation occurs. So at the beginning of a new menstrual cycle and during your period, estrogen levels are very low. As you finish menstruating and ovulation gradually approaches, your estrogen levels rise and this triggers thickening of the endometrium, the lining of the uterus, to prepare for implantation of the fertilized egg. 
It is the high estrogen levels that actually cause the production of cervical mucus that makes it easier for sperm to pass through the vagina and reach the egg. So this is what I mean about changes in your mucus as you approach ovulation. It gets thin, watery, and slippery as those estrogen levels rise. Now, balanced estrogen levels will help to maintain healthy skin, hair, and bones. So low estrogen means that less cervical fluid is actually produced, which can contribute to difficulties actually getting pregnant. So not only is it harder to identify your fertile window, but remember what I said about this fluid actually helping sperm to reach the egg and keep it alive? Well, the less fluid you have, the harder it's going to be for sperm to make the distance without actually getting lost along the way or dying. Progesterone levels are very low at the beginning of the menstrual cycle too, and they'll stay low until after after ovulation has occurred. This is because progesterone is a key hormone in establishing and maintaining pregnancy. So it's really not required until pregnancy is possible, and that's after ovulation. Now, the follicular phase is called as such for a reason. The follicle is where the egg stays while it's inside the ovary. And at ovulation, the egg is released from the follicle. Now, there's a hormone that is released by the pituitary gland in the brain called the follicle stimulating hormone or FSH. And its job is to stimulate growth of the follicles inside the ovary. So where these immature eggs are stored. So basically, FSH helps eggs to mature and develop during the follicular phase of the menstrual cycle in the lead up to ovulation. So a few different um, follicles and eggs will develop with each menstrual cycle, but then one egg will actually mature and be released while the others will die and break down. The production of FSH is regulated by your estrogen levels. And so as your estrogen levels rise during the follicular phase, as ovulation approaches, it triggers the production of FSH by the pituitary gland. So it's all a bit of a domino effect. So estrogen triggers FSH, which then triggers maturation of the follicle. And this triggers release of the egg, which is ovulation. Now there's one more hormone that's involved at the end of the follicular phase called luteinizing hormone or ALL. H. This hormone is also produced by the pituitary gland and it's released right at the end of the follicular phase. So just like FSH, its release is triggered by rising estrogen levels. And so when LH levels rise, ovulation occurs because the ovarian follicle will rupture, which actually releases the egg. After ovulation, levels of LH and FSH will decrease as progesterone levels start to rise. If you're feeling a little bit lost and all of the different hormones involved in this phase are leaving you a little confused, then I would recommend grabbing my free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Cycle. So this free chapter that I'll give you has a couple of really awesome diagrams that show all of the different hormone levels in each phase of the menstrual cycle. And the visual makes things a whole lot clearer than listening to me talk about it. It can be kind of hard to imagine in your head. So there'll be a link to that in the show notes, or you can head over to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book and you can have a flick through and there's a few different graphs in there with all of the information about each of the different hormones involved as well. So what are some of the physical signs and symptoms that you might notice during your follicular phase? Well, you'll likely feel a little better in yourself once your period ends. You'll have more energy. You'll feel a bit happier in yourself and a bit more stable in your emotions too. So your concentration's a little bit better. You're feeling more outgoing and social and those food cravings have likely disappeared as well. 
In this phase, your athletic and physical performance will improve too, so you can ramp up your workouts a little bit now if you've had to take it easy during your period. Now is the time to schedule in the social activities, cross things off the to-do list that you wrote in the menstrual phase, and get those important projects done while you're feeling full of energy and full of beans. So this is the time for creativity and energy. So be social, plan your month ahead, set some goals for yourself, be creative, and try new things. Your hormones will have stabilized now compared to your low estrogen and progesterone during your period, so you'll probably enjoy your sleep a little bit more. Your basal body temperature has stabilized now too, so you won't be feeling as hot and bothered during the night. Make sure you're getting at least eight hours hours of sleep though, because you're leading up to ovulation, which is really the most important time of your menstrual cycle, whether or not you want to get pregnant right now. So if you're tired and stressed, your body might attempt ovulation multiple times before it's actually successful. And this is something that you'll see in your charts. So when it comes to your workouts, make the most of your bonus energy and try things like cardio and high intensity interval training or HIIT training. This is the time to use that extra energy to really challenge yourself and really work up a sweat. Nutrition during this window of time should really be focusing on supporting that hormone production and healthy ovulation. So you really want to boost your good fats here with avocado, wild salmon, walnuts, almonds, coconut oil, Greek yogurt, hummus, chickpeas, broccoli, spinach, parsley. You can support your rising estrogen levels with natural boosters like flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. I talked a little bit about seed cycling in the last episode, as well as boosting your protein intake and green veggies too. Essential oils during this phase that are key are thyme and lang lang, and that's all about supporting your hormones. There you go. That just about wraps up the second phase of the menstrual cycle and the second part of your four-part menstrual cycle masterclass. So I know that today is tricky and it feels like a little bit of an information dump on your head. So let's summarize the key takeaways from this episode, which was all about the follicular phase. So this is the non-fertile phase of the menstrual cycle, which occurs because the mucus plug has blocked sperm from entering the cervix. So you will show one of two possible basic infertile patterns during this phase. Type one means that you have no mucus production and a general feeling of dryness around your vagina. While a type two pattern means that you have some mucus, but it's likely drier, stickier, and it doesn't change from one day to the next. When your mucus starts to change and it gets a bit wetter and more slippery, you're entering your fertile window or the ovulatory phase, which I'll be talking about in the next episode. The follicular phase starts as your period ends and it runs through until ovulation occurs. So this phase is all about preparing the body for ovulation with those rising estrogen levels. And as estrogen levels increase, it triggers the production of two more hormones, follicle stimulating hormone, FSH, and luteinizing hormone, LH, which triggers the maturation of eggs in the follicle in the ovary, which releases the eggs, is ovulation. Now, remember that this is the changing phase with every cycle. And if you experience irregular cycles, then this is the phase that's responsible. So if you have a shorter cycle, then you may have a very short or even a non-existent follicular phase. And you might actually go straight from your period into your fertile window. If that's you, then don't have unprotected sex during your period because it is completely possible to conceive in this window of time because you've basically skipped your non fertile window between menstruation and ovulation. 
Once again, I will remind you if you're feeling at all confused or overwhelmed, or if this is all really new to you, then go and grab your free chapter of my menstrual cycle guide at manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. Now, the chapter that you get access to is all about the hormones, how they change throughout your menstrual cycle, and the diagrams that are included will make things so much easier to understand, I promise. I also promise that the follicular phase is the trickiest of the cycles and the most difficult to wrap your head around. So if you're feeling like this masterclass so far is a little bit confusing and overwhelming, then please stick with me because the next phase, the ovulatory phase and ovulation is the main event. If you learned something new or you found value in today's episode, as always, I want to hear from you. So send me an Instagram DM, send me an email, post it on your stories. Let me know what you learned and also let me know any questions you have and what you want me to talk about in upcoming episodes. So all of these episodes are made with you in mind and I want to talk about the things that are the most important for you and the things that you want to know more about. So I will see you in next week's episode, which is part three of the Menstrual Cycle Masterclass. And this is where we've reached that main event, ovulation, that window of time when you are fertile. And if you want to make a baby, this is when you do it. So we will be diving deep and you will not want to miss this one. Okay, bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. I'll see you next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.